rest of you, that's what I'm looking for. I'll also take Marty McFly's ski vest as an option. These are the two acceptable looks. Hey, speaking of Marty McFly's ski vests, I have a co-host on this show and her favorite series of films, Back to the Future. And I can't wait for her to meet you. <laughs> She's gonna love it. Are you ready? Please welcome to the stage, Mr. Rhea Butcher, guys. Let's hear for Rhea. Oh, hello. There is. What's happening? No, right there. You see? Oh, 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 there it is. Yes, yeah, hello. Even like kind of a gray button-down shirt. You're on. back. Yeah. You made it. <laughs> That's funny. Thank you. So this is new floor. I was here. I was yeah. gone last week. It's a new crazy floor. I wasn't gone. I was at home. You're gone. You know why? I'm writing a book. Sixty seconds. That's true. I'm writing a book, and so I've been at. at fuck you. Clap. You guys. <laughs> Thank you to the person who audibly gasped. The rest of you, how accomplished are you? <laughs> yes, it's my first. It's my first. I'm sorry to be the least prolific writer in the room. <laughs> we all wrote books already, right? Yeah. I'm writing a book and it's impossible uh, because no, there's no one to talk to. And this is how I work. So, we'll see. <laughs> She's but, basically turning into Barton Fink in our apartment. And I couldn't watch the end of that movie because someone gets... I understand. Don't do okay. it. Oh, what if I ruined Barton Fink? Like, that'd be terrible. Some people get killed in that movie. And Good job. It looks like it hurts, and they don't make it. <laughs> they die all the way, and it's too scary. Yeah. I can deal with it. What a bummer. Speaking of. <laughs> speaking of moments I thought I was going to die, we went camping over the weekend. We did. So stupid. <laughs> well, here's the thing. It's so great that you thought you were going to die because it was like we could see the next campsite. It was, and they were playing beer And pong. here, yes. And we could also hear them. <laughs> we could also hear One them. One lady woke up, she's like, all I want to say is I want cheese right now. I want some cheese right now. I was it's like, seven in the morning. It sounds like we're doing like a bad black person voice. And I just want to no. be clear, this was a white person? No. It doesn't matter if it's a black... I just don't want it to be like, they're very racist. There was that weird racist moment when they were like, black people love cheese. That's not what we're saying. I'm saying it was early in the morning. It was like five yeah. in the morning. She's just and trying to get her cheese hear her being like, you know what? I love cheese. Also, flimsy bacon. Doesn't have to be solid. Oh, yeah, she was talking oh, about... I hate this person. Her style of bacon. Who the fuck was she even talking to? She us was, alone. She was talking to us. <laughs> we just unzipped. <laughs> what? <laughs> She's hung herself in the tree. No, I don't mean. No, I just mean, stop it. I don't mean like. I Please. just mean. Oh, I was thinking of a lantern, and then I remembered that hung is another. Yeah, don't. It's a word oh, for when you hang. Oh, that's not even what I was talking about. Somebody, that's the word for that. <laughs> All right. So we went camping over the weekend. There were the chairs were electric. No, it's not. I, <laughs> we Sometimes, came over the weekend. We're, yeah. we're, we are fiancés of each other. Yes. Yay. Yay. Thank you. And we're going to get regular married. Regular equal married. We're yeah. going to get regular married. We can go 
anywhere. You don't even have to say that other word anymore. Yeah, we're gonna get married. We're gay. The marriage, regular. Normal. <laughs> Original flavor. Yeah. I'm not saying, I mean, it will be a gay marriage, because we'll be we're, Yes. But I just mean it, you know, you don't have to, you can, you know. No, the, you know. the marriage itself doesn't have its own sexuality. No. The marriage didn't, like, grow up in a household. It was like, like, I'm Catholic, you know. I don't feel... What do I do? I feel different than other marriages. Uh I love a league of their own. Can't quite put my finger on it. (laughs) Oh, a lot of the... Do you know what I can still do? We are the members of the old American League. We come from cities near and far. We got Canadians. Hey, Irish ones, ones sweet. What from? We're all one. We're all American. Hey. Each girl stands. Her head's wildly high. Her motto, do or die. I can't remember this, this, this last part. I just can't remember this last part. <laughs> How The terrible. rest of it was great. I think that the... It was beautiful. I think the last part goes, like, this used to be our playground. Did you see that? I think that's the last chorus. That's the that last song. line. Yeah. Uh, so weird. And she's in the sand when she sings it. Right, and yeah. Like all this birds flying around. Yep, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. How, in, you seem infamiliar with the trajectory of Madonna's career. Because remember when she got real dark? Like a dark willow sort of a situation? <laughs> This is not going to work from all of you, but we, this is also a podcast, and a couple people at home are going to really like that joke. And so I don't care. Um, so we went camping. Yeah, Rhea likes to camp. And here's the thing. How do you know how to camp? I don't know. I just did it. When? When I was a kid. With who? My dad. Where? Uh, in Ohio. In I the, camped? In the woods. With my dad? Yeah, like in, in a lo- cabin. No, but sometimes we would go to the dunes. Which is, that sounded so weird because you're from here. That sounded like it's a made-up place. The dunes. But when you're in Chicago, then if you follow Lake Michigan around in Indiana, there's these big sand piles. We call them the dunes. Right. It's just trash sand from yeah. sandboxes all over it's Chicago. The They're best. like, look, it's dunes. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's definitely not the best because every, like, one year we went and we went to the dunes and there was a f- massive fish die-off. So the Ugh. whole beach was dead fish. Sandy fish. Yeah, and we were like, it's an ocean. It's almost an ocean, you know? <laughs> That's how you feel when you live near a great lake. <laughs> it is affected by tides. Just the fish don't make it. They, <laughs> they die in Barton Fink. Um, <laughs> and they just want some cheese. But I don't know what I was doing... When I was camping, because I didn't learn any of the stuff you know. Right, no, like how to put up a tent? Nope. <laughs> yeah. I didn't learn that at all. Yeah. I didn't even learn this trip. No, I you just didn't. Watched I put you the do whole it. thing up. Yeah. <laughs> and I took the whole thing down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, none of it. The trick is you just gotta leave just long enough. Do right. you need any? Oh my god, I have to pee I so bad. But saying I gotta pee would be the worst way to get out of there because then you gotta go hang out near the latrine. The latrine. You guys, there's not even a potty out there. What the fuck? Why? What is. And then there was like, I'm gonna go brush my teeth in the bathroom. And you were like, No! No! That's not where you do that because the bathroom is a hole. It's a poop hole. And there's no water in there. (laughs) So you're gonna wanna brush your teeth near the water. And I was like, Literally, what are you talking about? What is any of this? Um, but we did have a fun experience. I had a fun experience. Uh, I had fun. By the latrine, not in the latrine. I walked Cameron to the latrine because it was very dark and there were no campfires. So it was especially dark. And yeah, I was plus waiting. I was like, walk me to the latrine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I came here with you and I am not going to die from a witch. <laughs> oh, those toilet witches, you got to watch out for them. They're real shit. Wait, be real with ah, me. Ah, you ruined my punch. Oh, line. sorry. So, I'm so sorry. That was so good. I'm so and you sorry. Went, but wait! I'm sorry. But wait, but you re- gotta watch out for those toilet witches. They're real shitty. Okay. So the punchline was shitty? Yes. Got it. And you just honked um, right over it. Sorry. Like an old-fashioned car. But if you're sitting... Be real with me, though. When you were on that latrine, you were like, something's going to crawl out of this, right? No. The whole time I was going, nothing is going to crawl out of this. How do you have that kind of confidence? 
I don't know, it's built up over years and years of latrine use, I guess. I kept thinking it was going to be a lizard, but we were on top of a mountain, so how'd that guy get up there? <laughs> no. <laughs> but just imagine you're on a hiking trail and there's just like a... Latrine lizard? Yeah. <laughs> just a little Geico. He's got a, just a little Geico gecko. He's got a urinal cake stuck around his neck. It's really unfortunate. I know, I'm sorry. It doesn't really That's why happen. you gotta cut those things up. Yeah. Six pieces. Anyway, I walked you to the latrine. Yes, you did. And Cameron went in, and a gentleman went in, and I was there with our dog, and I was just sort of waiting, so I turned my back to the latrine and leaned on the railing as to give it privacy, I guess. And so he was in there, and he was going to the bathroom, and um, I heard all of that, and I was just trying to... <laughs> I heard a gentleman go to the bathroom, uh, which I haven't in a long, long time. Um, was he peeing? No. <laughs> And the thing about latrines is they're perfect echo chambers because they're just big holes, so everything is super loud. And I can hear all of it. You know, I'm actually and sorry. I just want to say one thing, which is that I'm sorry that you didn't get to hear him pee because there's something kind of magical as a woman when you get to hear a guy pee because you're like, how far away are they? How tall is that guy? Because it takes so long. Sure. Yeah. You know, it's like so loud. Yeah. Anyway. So, I was outside, heard him doing his business, trying not to pay attention to it, not laughing or anything like that. I was definitely laughing a little bit. And he came out, and I turned just because another human was around, and I was in the woods, and I was like, uh. But he didn't realize I was there, so he opened the door. I, like, felt his presence, and as he opened the door and got right into the doorframe, he went, (laughs) and just ripped a fart. And the second, like, just on the last note of the fart, he realized I was there and went, hoo. So I heard a door open, hoo. He just kept walking away. That's the worst Santa of all. Hoo. Where'd that come from? You. It was pretty good. He's just, he's just imagining. Hoo. What is, what is this, a squeaky chair? <laughs> uh, I'm outside. There's no chair. Squeaky latrine, you know? Uh, squeaky latrine should be my, like, burlesque name. I agree with you. There's <laughs> something like, feminine about it. I yeah. like it. Um, squeaky latrine. Oh, squeaky latrine here. This is, it sounds very 40s, you know? Or, like, yeah. I, it's, and we're sending our love to the boys over there. You know, like, it's very, you know. Anyway. Um, XOXO, squeaky latrine. I heard she was great at baseball. Great at baseball. Because that's when they played. Right. In a league of their own. In that league that was their own. During the time. Talking about. Hey, speaking of owning leagues, how about them women's World Cup champions? Hell yeah. Yes. Just saluting them. I think the entire country owes a debt to lesbians. (laughs) Because we were focusing our energy in a laser-like beam towards the north. To Abby Wambach's haircut. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) She's our greatest representative! (laughs) She kissed her wife. She did kiss her wife. After they won. On the TV. Yeah, on the regular TV. On the regular TV. It wasn't a gay TV. No. It wasn't a they TV. Were they were regular married and the then household. they kissed at the end. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. I loved it. Yeah. You didn't watch any of the game because you were at your baseball game. I was at I was trying game. to keep you abreast. <laughs> the situation. Somebody groaned. Come on. Get out. <laughs> A funny thing is that I posted some stupid joke about... It's actually not a stupid joke. It's a great joke. I... Is it about a shitty witch? No. <laughs> it's not as good as that joke. <laughs> That's the the hype that we can esteem, you know. Um, yep. But uh, that is the wind beneath my wings, is that joke. But um, I wrote, like, male soccer players... Right, get paid 100 times mm-hmm. what female soccer players get paid, which is true. It's 100 times what female soccer players get paid because of their foot penises. 
Right. Which can kick the ball extra. More. Yeah. That's what I wrote, more kickingly. And a funny thing about sexism is that you can write that joke about foot penises. Right. And men will still be like, uh, I'm pretty sure it's based on viewership. <laughs> like, uh, I fucking hate you. I fucking hate you. You know what? It's actually not the foot penises. It's just that men's games are more fun to watch. Yeah. Like, women even prefer men's games. You know? So it's like, what kind of point are you making? I hate, I hate you so much. Yeah, and your foot penis. I know. It's, it's just like, um, it, one way to talk about things that are happening is to make a joke that's just a silly joke uh, that also just gives that number. Well, 100 times. And I understand that more people watch generally men's sports sure. to women's sports. The reason I understand that is because I'm a, a woman. You're right. Yeah, and when I was growing up, there was never a moment where I was like, maybe someday I'll make it. Maybe someday I'll get to play baseball forever. <laughs> if you're a woman, you are very aware of the fact that women do not watch sure. women athletes and men do not watch women athletes. There's not, there's not a teaching moment that a dude right. has to tell you. I mean, most dudes don't get to play the sport they imagine, they, but they, they, there's a future there. The carrot, they're not, not, when you're a woman, you're like, maybe someday... I'll make it to the WNBA, and then I can also be a nurse. Yeah. And I can have a second For job. my main job. Yeah. <laughs> guys, that's Rio Butcher. Thanks, you guys. That's Cameron Esposito. Oh, do you want to bring out our first comic? What? Do you want to bring out our first comic? Oh, yeah. Our first comic is a recent transplant to Los Angeles. He moved here from Denver. Very... Very funny gentleman. You guys give it up for Chris Charpentier. Yes! Hello, everybody. Uh, I'll make with the funny in just a second. Uh, but first, I want to ask you guys something. Do you guys find it annoying when someone gives themselves their own nickname? Yeah? What about someone who refers to themselves in the third person? Yes? Okay, well, Daddy does both, so I'm just going to have to deal with it. That's right. Um, I can't keep that up. Anyway, I, uh, <laughs> on my way here, I stopped to get a pack of cigarettes, uh, and the guy behind the counter asked me for my ID. I understand. I don't look 32 years old, which I am, uh, but I think it's pretty clear I'm old enough to buy cigarettes, you know? I've been doing it for a long time, so I was like, whatever. And I gave the guy my ID, and he turned around to get the cigarettes, and while he was doing that, I looked down on the counter, and there was one of those little signs, you know, get ready, we're going to ID you. And on there was a picture of a little kid with a fake mustache. <laughs> so, couldn't get too mad, right? He was just doing his job. And doing it well, actually. So it's totally fine. Uh, this is weird. There's a woman who lives in my building who is very pregnant. She's a 10 pregnant. Couldn't be more pregnant. Super pregnant. And I see her smoking cigarettes from time to time out front of the building. And I don't have the balls to go up to her and tell her how sexy it is. You know what I'm saying? Fucking. Maybe someday. I don't know. I can see why she's pregnant. Put it that way. You know what I mean? That's all I'm... Woo! <laughs> you can't get another one up there, can you? No. I'm no scientist. I don't know. Just seems like good birth control is all I'm saying. She's a baby. I know one thing, though. That kid is fucking cool. You know what I'm saying? He can probably already kickflip that little son of a bitch. It's a good head start. Um, I think we've had enough fun joking about silly stuff. We can probably talk about Something that matters, right? Something real? Uh, my hair. Fuck. It is perfect, isn't it? Let's get serious. It is thick. It's luscious. Uh, I'm never going bald. It's wonderful. I don't even use a pillow anymore. Just... It's the best. 
I know it's the best thing I have going. Uh, I talk about it all the time on stage. One guy actually, last week he came up to me after one of my shows. He came up to me and he was like, your hair's not that good. Excuse me? Would you like to run your fingers through it? He's gay now, so it's pretty good. Pretty good, pretty good set of hair. I, uh, the last time I was getting it cut, actually, the lady that was cutting it, she was complimenting me, of course. And uh, I'm just staring in the mirror, you know, staring in the mirror, kind of getting lost in it, you know. And I couldn't help but think, man, I wish I could put this hair onto a more handsome man so that it could live the life it deserves, you know? This hair should be fucking someone 24-7. You know what I'm saying? Like, if this hair had a penis, constantly hard, you know? Constantly. But instead, it's attached to this thing. Only gets hard when it's scared. Just... Not fair for my hair, you know? <laughs> also, good thing I don't get scared doing stand-up anymore, or this would be super weird. It'd be fucking... Real weird. I, uh... <laughs> I just moved in with my girlfriend. It's the most adult thing I've ever done uh, by a long ways. Moved in with my girlfriend. And I've always lived in shitty neighborhoods. Never bothered me. It's, you know, I kind of live with the attitude like, what are you going to steal? You know? <laughs> it's your problem now, asshole. That's, <laughs> that's how I've always lived, you know? Like, what are you going to, you know, you want that TV? If you can carry it by yourself, you can have it, you fucking <laughs> asshole. Uh, how I've always lived. But now that I live with my girlfriend, it's changed everything. It really has. Because it's like, oh, what are you going to steal? My girlfriend. <laughs> Triple locking all the doors all the time. Very paranoid. And uh, I was putting a baseball bat into the closet, you know, for just in case. And as I was setting the baseball, down, baseball bat down, I was like, we're so fucked. <laughs> we have no chance. Me and a baseball bat is our defense against someone breaking into our home. That's insane. Me... And a baseball bat, and my girlfriend, who's smaller than I am, we have no chance. Like, I guess maybe we have a chance. I think our only chance is, you know, if somebody's breaking in, they kick open our door, poof, and they see us, and they're like, are your parents home? <laughs> Just get in the closet. This won't take long. I feel like that's our only chance. And I have the right to be paranoid, too, because we live in a weird place. I was in my backyard uh, having a cigarette, and there was, uh, I got to, uh, we have tall fences, you know? Well, normal-sized fences. <laughs> I just, whatever. Fuck you guys. I couldn't see. The point is, I didn't get to, to see this happen, but I did hear this happen. I swear to God, this is a real conversation I heard right outside of my backyard. I heard a man's voice, and he said, Hey! Hey! Show me your pussy. <laughs> Show me your tits and your pussy. And then I heard a woman's voice, and she said, Yeah, show him your pussy. And then, and then I heard nothing at all. I have no idea what happened next. I assume tits and pussies were shown, I don't know. I went inside to grab a chair so I could see over the fence. By the time I got out, they were gone, so... One of the great mysteries of my life. It's a real shame. I, uh... Trying to come up with other ways to supplement the income, you know? And I found a great one. Uh, since there's not a ton of money in comedy, you know? And I found a great one, which is slogan writing. Super simple. You write a slogan for a company, you send it into them, they send you money. I assume. <laughs> I haven't actually done it yet, but... Logically, right? Anyway... I have one I'd like to get your guys' opinion on. It's, uh, it's for KY Jelly. It goes like this. KY Jelly, for when she's not that excited, but polite enough to not stop you. <laughs> Weird one to end on. Thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful night. Chris Charpentier, you guys. Let him hear it. He runs a very fun show called Everybody's Great. Uh, first and third Mondays, I believe. I have trouble with getting carded, too. Friends of the show will know that. I went into 7-Eleven recently to buy a bottle of water and one lighter. I set them on the counter, and the guy working there went, How old are you? And I said, 32? He was like, I'm going to need to see some ID. And I was like, all right. So I gave him my ID. 
He looked at it and was like, I don't know about this. <laughs> like squeezed it a little bit. Like he was a blackjack dealer. And then he sold it to me reluctantly. He stared me down the whole time and it was just like, this is better not be how I'm going down. Didn't want to be sent down river for selling a child a lighter. And I like was walking out trying to convince myself, like talk myself out of my silent rage of being carted for a lighter. Just like, maybe he's trying to keep flames out of the hands of babes. I don't know. Maybe there's a lot of dumpster fires around here. Who knows? And then I got home and the, got the better of me. I looked it up. And there's no age restrictions on lighters. So I want to know how old did he think I was? Just like three babies stacked on top of each other. And I'm like, let's go buy a lighter. Like put on a barn jacket. In the middle of July. It's new. I had to wear it. <laughs> I do also, like, I just get carded all the time. Nobody believes, I think they, that I'm just like a fetus with a pompadour, you know? <laughs> I think I'm so young. And I quit drinking recently. And it really takes the fun out of being carded when what you're being carded for is a no duels. <laughs> just like, yeah, you look really young. You shouldn't even have O'Doul's. <laughs> Super boring. Um, are you guys ready to keep this show going? Awesome. This next comic is a very funny dude. Uh, we also play baseball together, so that's fun. Uh, he robbed me of a hit last game. So, uh, but he's a very funny dude. And if you love his set tonight, uh, come check him out at 11 o'clock on another show here at the UCB Theater. You guys give it up for Julian McCullough. Hey, everybody. Uh, to, in my defense, uh, I did not rob her of a hit. It was a routine grounder to second. Um... <laughs> I, now that we've established how likable I am, uh, let's move on. I am from, my name is Julian. I'm named after Julian Cannonball Adderley, the Miles Davis' saxophone player. I feel like that was a tremendous amount of pressure to put on a tiny white baby. But I've been making do. I was born in Philadelphia. Fun fact about Philly, that city peaked in 1776, and it's been downhill for 250 years. We brought democracy to America, and then we were like, done! Sweatpants! Hollow notes, now we're done. Philly's a great place to grow up if you don't have a dream and want to share it with anyone. That's, uh... But if you do, uh, it sucks. They are very nasty people. <laughs> very sarcastic. If you're like, I think... I think I want to be a writer when I grow up. They're like, oh, you should write a suicide note and fucking kill yourself, you loser. And you're like, Thanksgiving. Um, my, my, I don't, I'm not a Philly person, really. I wasn't raised there. I was, I was raised all over the place. My parents were uh, uh, lunatics. They, they were, they moved all the time. If, like, sh they didn't like something, they would just move, which shows you how much stuff we had. Um, they, so I was uh, conceived in Portland, and then we were in Philly until I was, like, one. And then, for all I know, I said, like, let's get out of here. And they were like, all right. And uh, went back to Portland, and then they were like, it's too rainy. And then... They were like, let's try Oakland, California in 1985. And then we got there. They were like, bad idea. And then they went to San Francisco, uh, which I loved. I lived in San Francisco for the, for the mid to late 80s. And that is when you wanted to be there. That was peak San Francisco. All right. That was, it was awesome there back then. If you don't remember, I'll remind you. Huey Lewis in the news. Full house. That's it. So... <laughs> I was pretty proud of where I was growing up, and I was upset when we had to, uh, when my parents came home from work one day, and they were like, we're moving again, and I was like, but all my friend are here, and uh, 
They were like, you can write Kevin letters. Um, that's a real friend. Uh, we had a... We, nothing we did was, like, the right way. I don't know if anybody grew up in a family like that where um, everything was wrong. Like, uh, we never... I, I was stressed out about rent at, like, six. You know what I mean? They talked about rent so much that I was, like... I, my teacher would be like, what's wrong? And I'd be like, I just don't know if we're going to have rent. And uh, she's like, that's probably not your problem. And... Uh, I thought all landlords were called the goddamn landlord. <laughs> um, here's a fun fact that I never said on stage, and I don't know if it'll resonate with anyone, but I was obsessed with Guns N' Roses when I was eight. And, uh, you know, because of the subject matter of the songs, I really was like, totally, guys. Um, oh, the strip. Am I right? Uh they, uh, no, I just turned all of their lyrics into my, like, what I understood. So the song Mr. Brownstone, I thought, there's a line where he says, um, that, uh, he keeps, oh, Mr., oh, we, we've, we've been, uh, we've been fucking with, we've been messing with Mr. Brownstone. He keeps knocking. He won't leave us alone. And I was like, that's a landlord. Mr. Brandon, <laughs> Mr. Brownstone is a landlord that's always looking for the rent. And, uh... <laughs> And there's another part where he goes, that old man, he's a real motherfucker, gonna kick him on down the line. I used to turn that up and be like, one of these days, I'm just gonna beat up our landlord, and then I'll solve all our problems. Mr. Brownstone's gonna knock on that door on the wrong day, and I'll be like, do you know where you are? So, um... <laughs> You're in the jungle, which is my backyard. Um, so... Yeah, that was... Uh, oh, so nothing we had was right. Like, we had a... Uh, our car, for a while, was a Jeep, which sounds normal, but it was not a Jeep Wrangler or Grand Cherokee. We had a 1970s decommissioned U.S. post office mail Jeep <laughs> with the logo still on the side. So everybody just thought we were the worst mailman because we never stopped to give people mail. And... Um, that's not the best family vehicle for a couple of reasons. One, um, the post office already said this vehicle shouldn't deliver mail anymore. And my parents were like, what about kids? Uh, the, the steering wheel's on the wrong side, so that's a steep learning curve. And the back seat doesn't have all of the safety regulations required by the government, I don't think. Mainly because there is no back seat. Uh, it's just a big black cargo area. Dark, uh, no windows, so you can't anticipate the turns when you're back there. So you're just kind of whacking your head on either side of the Jeep the whole time. And in the dark, just hoping we're going somewhere awesome this time. You know what I mean? That's how you get through it. You, you don't have windows, you can't look outside, so you go inside. You know what I mean? And you're like, Chuck E. Cheese, that place sounds awesome. My friends talk about it, it must be great. Maybe we're going to Chuck E. Cheese this time. And then the Jeep stops and you hear your dad come around the back and he opens the hostage door and you stumble out and your eyes are adjusting to the light and you're like, come on, Chuck E. Cheese, school! So... That was fun. If, if you're wondering how you become a comedian, um, you are new in school seven times and have to make friends. It's fine. They're always like, is your dad in the military? And I'm like, he plays saxophone high in his underwear all day. Is that the Navy? Which branch was he trained in? They're like, Julian's a girl's name. I'm like, actually, I was named after Miles Davis' saxophone player. And they're like, that sounds like it's worse. Um... Because kids don't know jazz, but they definitely hate it. Uh, they know they're supposed to hate it. All right, you guys were awesome. Thank you so much. Ah, oh, Julian McCullough, he is hilarious. You loved it, yes? You had the best time. I know, he's a killer. That, I, that's not the right thing to say. Fuck. How are you doing? I like your cool dress. What's happening? How was your day? Good. Yeah? What did you do? I what do you do for a living? Um, yeah? How's that going? It's 
I can't. I'm sure that that's true. I think you might have a side career as a, as a comedian. Burgeoning. Uh, where do you work? Like a fancy spot? A chill spot? What kind of spot? But that's not a thing. <laughs> you work at a private restaurant? It's like a house? <laughs> a restaurant for one company? Yeah. yeah. Oh, like on campus or something? Kind of like that. Okay. The campus of the company. Of the company. Yes. I feel like I nailed it exactly. I don't think you should have said kind of. I think you should have been like, that's, that's fucking exactly what <laughs> So you see the same people every day, like again and again? Oh, yeah. And do, do you know who is a terrible tipper? Oh. And are you, how are you to that person? How good a person are you? Are you able to still be kind to them? Absolutely. Yeah, but it's a little challenging, right? Oh, I'd walk away and imagine I'm Sure. Don't do it. Because trials are expensive. True. I don't have a lawyer. Yeah, you don't even have a lawyer. You'd have to get a public defender. I mean, that's free, but, the, you know, the rest of your life, you're not making any money. I guess you're making, like, 10 cents an hour. License plates and stuff. Okay. You guys don't like prison jokes? I thought we were all chill with prison. I thought we all watched Orange is the New Black. I thought we were all chill with prison. I thought we all knew prison was fun and flirty. How are you doing? Yes? I think you look like Nev Campbell. What do you think? Yeah. I agree. Yes. Well, the two of us agree. Do you get that other times? Is this the first time? What? People have not been looking at your face or they aren't from the 90s. You know, one time I was having a photo shoot done. I'm sorry, but that's just my life. And <laughs> it was at the end of this block. And a guy, the guy that was taking the pictures, uh, went like, okay, here's what I want you to do for this next shot. Look over my left shoulder, make direct eye contact with the first person who walks by, and give him a smile. And, I, and, I, and it was Nev Campbell. That's who was that person, Nev Campbell. And I was like, what are you even doing? You know, like, I just want to be like, what's like you made it you remember that murdery guy wanted to get you you had all those brothers and sisters <sighs> so somewhere there's a picture of me going like there's somewhere there's like a picture like this picture and then I'm like <laughs> and then there's like another picture where I'm like <laughs> okay cool you know, um, some serious shit has happened in the past two weeks, and I haven't been here to talk about it until tonight. I was out of town, and by that I mean out my house last week. Um, equal marriage happened, and I know we referenced this earlier. Huge deal. You should clap. Absolutely. I'm an engaged person, and obviously... Anybody that would be meeting me after I said I'm an engaged person would automatically assume that I'm going to marry a woman. <laughs> I hope that's true. Sometimes it's okay to judge a book by its very gay cover. <laughs> if you see a book and that book has a side mullet, that book is a lesbian. <laughs> and it's fine to think that. I'm trying to tell you. I want you to know so things are less confusing. I'll say it's still new on this side, getting used to it. It took my fancy night, it took us, took us two years from the day we were engaged to the day we set a date. That whole time we were just stalemate and trying to figure out which one of us is to step up and be the wife and plan the damn thing. And I'm not learning shit about cupcakes. Turns out neither is she. <laughs> so we decided to throw all convention out the window. We're going to slip and slide down the aisle to the sounds of the Furious 7 soundtrack. <laughs> it's going to be a great wedding! <laughs> now that I'm moving into this part of my life, 
And now that I know I'm going to be protected the way I should be by our government, I've moved on to some other thoughts. Thinking about kids. This snuck up on me. I want you guys to know I always thought I was going to parent, but I thought I would like buy her steel kits. <laughs> Suddenly, because of the comfort and connection in my relationship, or maybe it's my age, I don't know, I'm a lesbian, so I look like a 15-year-old boy forever, but I'm in my early 30s. <laughs> Suddenly, every night at 11 p.m., if I'm still awake, I find that I would like to have a baby <laughs> grow in my body. I think about it. You guys, this is new. I mean, they don't even make maternity vests, so... <laughs> what would I wear? The whole idea of pregnancy has always really weirded me out. Like, when babies are born, they have a full head of hair. Which means if you reverse that process right before that baby was born, that mom, she had a full head of hair inside of her body. And I'm not comfortable with that. A full head of a stranger's hair inside of my... We will throw away soup if it has one hair in it that is not our own, but a full head and it's already in there? It grew in there? Come on! Plus, I just imagine childbirth like one little arm pops out of my vagina and then it unzips me. And I don't think I'm that off base. Now, I will acknowledge a, a, uh, I'll acknowledge something. We will have to, like, get takeout. <laughs> or whatever. Because we don't have all the raw materials for a baby in our kitchen. It's definitely a delivery and not a DiGiorno situation. <laughs> And that's fine because I do not like a rising crust, it turns out. <laughs> There's some power in that. I mean, first of all, it's expensive and difficult. Thanksgiving accoutrement is involved. I'm talking about turkey basters. But there is like a big bonus. So you get to pick the attributes of the person whose sperm you're gonna use. You have to pick the attributes. And I think what I'm planning to do is just pick somebody with terrible attributes. Because then when that baby's growing up, my wife and I are like, who is responsible for this? Well, no, neither of us. That's coming in from the outside. I'm not promising this will happen soon. I'm trying to put it off. Spending life on the road as a female comic. Not super easy to be pregnant doing that. Until then, I'm trying to distract my body. Every time it's just like, I want to build something! I buy a Lego set. <laughs> and now my apartment is covered in Star Wars vehicles. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. That's, that feels better than the last couple times we've been. Me Megan, by the way, there's a person here named Megan. She always takes photographs and videos of our show. She's here every week, and she's a huge part of our show, and we love her so much. Let's hear it for Megan. <laughs> and Ryan in the booth, who also makes the show into a podcast and is a producer on the show. Also, we love Ryan. It's a little cute family. I've been trying to figure out how to turn that set into something for television. That's going to get there eventually, and I can't wait, because... That, I mean, then I'm going to be, I just want to be like the first gal being like sperm donor just on, you know, on uh, Fallon. I, has that happened? Probably not. I'm trying to think of any other comic. I wonder if Julian did his sperm donor material. <laughs> just kidding. It really only applies to gay women. There's like four of us. And I don't think takes having babies. Okay. Should I name the other lesbian? It's Ellen. Ellen Tig. Rian me. Fortune Feimster. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's it, five. We got five. These are out, people. I'm not outing. What if you didn't know Ellen was a lesbian? <laughs> Wait, what now? Okay, bye. Not bye. There's going to be more comedy happening right now. And uh, we love this next comic. She is a treasure and a treat. Listen to her laugh. Do you hear that laugh? That is her laugh back there, that little adorable chuckle. And I can't wait for you to meet her because she's going to blow your dicks off. Which I asked her to do. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for Deborah Dude. Giovanni, give it up for Deborah! Hello, everybody. I will blow your dicks off. I have very strong lungs. Very strong lungs. Look out! Uh, hi, it's lovely to be here. I was outside for a second today and immediately walked outside and I instantly got catcalled. Instantly got catcalled. <laughs> real cats, though. It was real cats. They were like, Deborah's <laughs> yeah, as well. You know what I mean? They know I'm their leader. They can tell. You know. There's crumbs. Anyway, here's the thing. I'll tell you this. I took an Uber down. And I got, this is the closest thing I've had to a date in a long time. Uber, I love Uber. Sometimes I sit in the front seat like a fucking slut. Am I right? Yeah! Oh, I just... Oh, God. This isn't my joke, but this is my journal. I shouldn't read from this. Anyway, guys, I'm not a good driver because I hate paying attention. I hate paying attention. Real world, the world is boring. My, in my brain, kissing. There's kissing in my brain. I can't take it. I'm not a good driver. Do you know, I I failed my first driving test. First road test, failed it. And I don't know if you know this as a rule. Uh, You're not allowed to take your hands off the wheel for a second. Like, even a second, and, and you fail. And I'm not saying, I didn't, I didn't just panic. I just, we were at a stop sign, took my hands off the wheel for a second. The tester man says, sorry, this is done. Took your hands off. Over. Failed. I was like, would you give me a second? I was about to, to give you a hand job, Mr. Impatient. Are you kidding? A little, you know what I said? Is that the symbol? I had to look that up. I Googled it. That was the, the other day I did this. Is that something? What is that? That's a, that's a pickle jar. Hello. You wouldn't say no. I'll say this to you. Uh, I love to be scared. I love being scared. Oh, this is my favorite. Because I don't have sex, so I need something. Do you know what I mean? You need this. Oh, God. That's, that's enough. That was my sex life right there in a gasp. Do you see? But I do. I love to be frightened. So I watch a lot of shows about murder. And uh, because I think, I think it's one of those things that I think it kind of a lot of us like that because you know you have that moment you're like I'm not dead and you feel good for a second right <laughs> just for a second and then it wears away but I was I watched one of my favorite shows is this show called I Survived I don't know if you've seen it it's real everyone survives so that's nice it's in the title right there but what it is three stories formula's the same every time three stories and what the stories are it's the same thing every time first story is always like a woman gets killed by her husband second story nature third story a woman gets killed by a strange man that's what it is every time they can't but here's the thing I'm so dead inside that I found Fast forward through nature. Are you kidding me? I'm boring. Uh, you know, did the avalanche rape her? No. You know, just, I'm so dead inside. Oh God. Anyway, ooh, here's something though. I did this at my house just to keep it exciting. I put my desk underneath a ceiling fan. Oh, oh, it's so dangerous. Every minute I'm always like, is it going to fall? Oh, God. Terrified every minute of the day. It's so exciting. Isn't it? You're like, what was that noise? Is it going to fall? I don't move. I just let it happen. Oh, it's so exciting, you know? Oh, God. If it was, it was either going to be the desk under the ceiling fan or I was going to hang myself over a blender. Do you know what I'm saying? A big, like a big one. I have to go to a, a factory. But anyway, here's the thing. I don't know where you find those. I'll tell you this. Uh, There's a couple of things that I've been thinking about. I'm trying to help people from getting murdered. And here's a couple of things that you can do. If you ever answer your door just wearing a towel, you're probably going to be murdered. I'm telling you this right now. You obviously have no weapons under there. Are you kidding? Another thing. If you ever, like, are just living, you look over and there's a cornfield, you're about to die. You're about to die. If there's a cornfield, people don't even plant cornfields. They just fucking show up. Are you aware of that? Terrifying. Another thing, the girls are talking about camping. Why do you go camping? That is where crazy people go to live in the woods. Are you kidding? Do you know when you see a shark show, they're like, I'm sorry that the shark bit me, but that's his home. Same thing. That's the woods. That's where crazy. Have you seen like a tent? What is it? A sleeping sleeping bag is a to-go bag for a murderer. Are you kidding me? Tie it off. Eat you later. I don't know what they do. Oh, it's fun. Oh, gosh. 
here's something else. I'll tell you this. I'm Canadian, and I gotta tell you, America, good work on the junk food. Holy fuck, you people. You have impressive junk food. I'll tell you, the first time I went to a grocery store and saw the cookie aisle, what the fuck? I mean, it's porn. It's pornographic. It's porn. There were moments I was like, I don't even know what that is. Are you kidding? That was blushing and stuff. You put stuff inside of stuff? I'm gonna die here. I'll probably die here. At Ralph's with my hand on some Pepperidge Farm or something. I don't know. Anyway, is that something? Here's something else. I'll tell you. I realize this is this is I think all of us. This happens. Uh, what you liked uh, for pornography as a young person, it's what you like when you get older. People, I'm sorry. It really. I was 13 years old. Me and my best friend Shannon Partlow found one of her mother's uh, romance novels. Boom. Now it's romance novels. I'm not proud of myself. But here's the thing. I was just I was reading one the other day, and uh, I realize. They're so unfeminist, it's terrifying. Like, I realize my porn is so unfeminist. I'm like, I shouldn't be reading this. This is awful. And then I thought about it. Like, I'm sorry, God bless. I, we all want equality, but equality is not sexy. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you really want to have sex with someone who thinks of you as an equal? Fuck no. Are you with me? Fuck me like I make less money. Am I right? You know what I mean? It's all... <laughs> so I want to be a feminist in the streets, but oppressed in the sheets. Am I right? Yes. <laughs> I hurt myself. Anyway, I just hurt my hip. I hurt my hip. We need somebody. Call somebody. Here's something else. That uh, I, 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 I don't understand this. You know, uh, the big thing right now is the thigh gap. Girls want to have a thigh gap. And I gotta tell you, I don't understand that. I, I don't care that I don't have a thigh gap. I'm glad I don't have a thigh gap. You know why? Because my thought, no good, no gap, means I'm protected from perverts and creeps. Do you understand? You can't get my thigh. When my thighs are closed, they are fucking sealed. Do you understand what I'm saying? That is gonna take. Oh goodness. Anyway, here's something else. Oh, why am I telling you this? Um, and then I had that, and I know a lot of you are looking at me going, do you think you're going to be attacked ever? I was watching a show the other day with one of my pals about Rohypnol, the date rape drug roofies, right? And my, I was like, oh my God, they're so, that's so scary. And my friend just gave it a beat, and she was like, do you, do you think you're going to be roofied, Deborah? And I just kind of gave her a moment. I was like, yeah, let's be honest. I'm not going to be roofied. Come on, guys. I am not easy to drag. I got to tell you, I am not easy to, you're going to have to rape me where I land, because I got to tell you, we're not making it to location number two. Here's something else. I watched Oprah. I'll tell you this. But I, as I mentioned, I watch a lot of shows about murder, and I, I don't think this is not good for our brains. There's too much going in now. Too much murder. And the other day, I know this, because you know there's, there's a channel that just plays Criminal Minds now, and sometimes, right? Sometimes I will tuck in for like a seven, like 17 hours of my criminal minds. And the other day I was so frightened that I actually had to sleep with a knife under my bed. <laughs> okay, it was a fork and a knife. I forgot to put it away. But the thing is, there's some habits. I will butter you. Thank you very much, everyone. See you again. Talk to you. Bye, bye, bye. Deborah, did she body you guys? Give it up for her. Holy moly. Might I just add the turn of phrase, Pepperidge Farmhand? <laughs> I feel like I am a Pepperidge Farm hand. Just digging up the cookies that are ready for harvest. We got a big Milano harvest coming in this year. The Brussels aren't looking too good. The chess cookies, oh, they're not even, not even planted this year. Nobody plays chess anymore. <laughs> oh, that one's for me. I also, I stole, my grandmother used to read Harlequin romance novels when I was a kid. She re read them for years. She would have stacks, I'm telling you, stacks as tall as I am right now. And I stole one once and was just like flipping through, trying to find the sexy parts. And then I found it and was like, I don't understand this at all because they just use metaphor, like his unneedled cactus. <laughs> penetrated her Indiana sand dune. And I was like, what? Makes no sense. You guys, our final comic tonight is a friend of the show. We love it when he stops by. He is also here from Australia. That is a different place than here. That is not this country. Can you believe it? We've had two non-Americans on the show. I cannot even believe it. Can you believe it? Apparently you believe it. You guys, please give a warm welcome to Will Anderson. Hello. Th 
Thank you very much. It's nice to be here. It's very exciting. It's very. Ex- I'm I'm older than most of you. I'm 41 years old. But here's what I'm going to say, young people. Uh, I have never felt happier, and I have never felt healthier in my entire life at 41 years old. The future is ahead of you, and it is fantastic. Like I've never felt happier, and I owe it all to one thing. I'm not here to preach, and I'm not here to. But anyway, I owe it all to one thing: the gym. I know. I'm happier and healthier than I've ever been in my life, and it's all because of the gym. I have stopped going to the gym. (laughs) And oh my God, it's like a giant weight has literally lifted off my shoulders. I have so much fucking energy in my day now, now that I'm not driving to a place that was walking distance from my house to pay a complete stranger 50 of my dollars to yell at me while I went on a Stairmaster. Fuck that shit. I should have given the homeless guy outside the gym 20 bucks and gone chase me up those steps <laughs> if you can do it for an hour you get the other 30 mates get a receipt book you're a trainer you've got a job I, uh, <laughs> every day I went to this fucking gym every day for two years I felt tired and angry and now I've stopped and it's just beautiful I stopped because my trainer he was the worst he would just yell shit at me every day it made me pick up this pointless shit that was not connected to anything else in the gym no power source or anything be like pick it up and I'd be like oh it seems important so I'd pick it up and I'd be like I got it up what do I do now and he's like put it back down again and I'm like I'm like Sisyphus rolling that rock up that hill every fucking day and he looks at me blankly and I'm like maybe go to a library every second day but I uh, <laughs> just less reps more books but I uh, See, I'm not impressed by the guy who's at the gym every time you go to the gym. That's not impressive to me. Of course you look fucking great. You're at the gym every time I go to the gym. If I painted my house in the morning and then again in the afternoon, my house would look fucking rat. But I would have no other time to do anything else. And these fuckers who look like... If they got in a fight, they'd just be fucked, right? Because none of them could fight. They'd be just like, lay down like a plank so I can bench you. Right, and they're all just fucking hanging out in this gym, sweating all day, drinking protein shakes, BT dubs. Let's not fucking get into this. But if you drink protein shakes, you're a liar. You're a liar to your friends and family and everyone you fucking know. You lie to them constantly. If you're in the middle of beating, drinking protein shakes right now, I forgive you. You don't know what's going on. But at the end, you'll understand you lied to everyone because you will tell this lie that I told every day for the two years I drank protein shakes. Oh, I love my protein shake. Oh, it's delicious. I wouldn't drink anything else. It's delicious. I love my protein shake. No, you fucking don't. Here's why you don't. The only ingredients of protein shakes are water, chalk and farts. That is it. Eight farts in every sip. I don't know how they pack them in so tightly. And not normal farts. I've been doing comedy for 20 years and I've avoided for 20 years talking about farts on stage because I think it's immature. I don't think it's funny. It's not a fucking earned laugh, right? But this is not comedy anymore, children. This is a public service announcement. Because the smells that escape your body represent the fucking personality of Bill Cosby and they do not warn you about that on the fucking label. And they just slip out when you don't expect it. Everyone's like, oh, your abs look great. Yeah, no fucking shit, my abs look great. From the minute I leave the safety of my house in the morning until the minute I get home at night, I am desperately holding in farts at all times of the day. Oh, your core looks great. Yeah, because it's activated 18 hours a day. Because I am so fucking paranoid if I stop concentrating for one second and someone accidentally pulls my finger and one slips out, all the unvaccinated children die. I stopped going to the gym But the gym ruined my life. This is the truth I'm here to tell you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. The gym ruined my life. Before the gym, my body looked like this. After the gym, my body got better than this. And then uh, it went back to this. That's what happened, basically. My trainer was hardcore. One day, I almost dislocated my shoulder, lifting up some pointless shit to put it back down again. And I said, ow. And he goes, no, don't stop. Pain is just a weakness leaving your body. I have since looked that up on the internet and that is not true. 
turns out pain is your body's defence mechanism to tell you you're about to break something and you should stop. That's why you're a trainer at a gym, Gavin, and not a fucking doctor. But he worked me out and I look good. Like, I honestly look good. But the, so before the gym, my body looked like this. After the gym, it looked like this, but heaps better than this. And then, it, uh, uh, sorry, when I stopped going to the gym, it's gone back to this. All apart from one part of my body. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to show you my secret shame. Check this shit out. <coughs> before the gym, my body looked like that, right? Not in, particularly impressive, but in proportion with the rest of my body. What the fuck? Before the gym, it all looked like that. At the gym, it all looked like that. After the gym, it all went back to that, except for this. Then it's like, no, this is not over. <laughs> the fuck? That has ruined my life. Like, I can't wear a short sleeve shirt out in public anymore because I'm walking down the street looking like fucking Popeye. I'm leaning so far to the right, even Donald Trump's like, what the fuck are you doing over there? Like... And it's not an actual disability or anything, but it's ruined my fucking life. Because if you're a man who has one little bicep and one fucking big... Yeah, right, you're putting the shit together now, right? It's the thought that everyone has. Even little old ladies in the street, when they see it, they're like, oh, oh, oh. And, okay, firstly, I need to point out, it's not from that. Like, it's not from that. That is mostly a tricep exercise. But, right, who masturbates? Like, Doesn't make sense if you actually think it through, but... But secondly, if it was that, I want you to know something about me. That would not be the conclusion to my stand-up comedy routine. If I woke up one day and I had one giant bicep from masturbating too much, that's not, I'm not like, oh, I'll take that to UCB. No. No, I'd be like, no, no, no. We've t this is a project now. Project even up, I would call it. <laughs> be like, lefty, it's your time to shine. I've, <laughs> I've got you a trainer. Oh, don't worry about that. That's just weakness leaving your body. No, I've done my time. I've got to finish. So, uh, uh, thank you very much. I, I, I appreciate it. I should say something actually just funny to finish. Um, <laughs> oh, here's what I will say to this. Some people say we don't live in a misogynist society. If you honestly believe that is not true, I will tell you one thing that will clear that up forever. Female named hurricanes kill twice as many people. Fact. As male named hurricanes. Twice as many people. They had to do research on it because we're being killed in such massive numbers by female named hurricanes and here's what they discovered. We are less afraid as people of female named hurricanes than we are of male named hurricanes and it gets us killed in the tens of thousands. I fucking love that. Our misogyny that is fucking natural selection. Right? I believe it is actually mother nature and she's like like, how, like, if we hear it's Hurricane Barry, we're all like, oh, fuck, it's Barry, hide, hide. Oh, it's Bazaar, everyone, he's been drinking. Hide, hide, his football team lost. Hide, hide. But if we hear it's Hurricane Betty, we're like, oh, fuck, Betty will clean up. She's a fucking beauty. <laughs> Come on, Bets, give us a spin, love. <laughs> you guys have been brilliant. Thank Will Henderson, we're at more time, guys. Will Henderson. Oh, big arm. <laughs> little big arm. A little big arm. <laughs> you know what? Now he brought up something that I just realized we didn't talk about at all. And we're going to end the podcast. I mean, we're going to end the show in just a second. Yeah. Uh, but I just want to make sure that we realize that this week we all learned, like, a huge lesson. It has to do with the hurricane, uh, but it also has to do with... Uh, what he said about Bill Cosby's personality. And I think that the lesson that we all learned, get ready, <clears throat> believe women. <laughs> yeah. 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 Whether they be hurricane, a hurricane woman, or a human woman, right? believe them. Right. I'm not right. trying to make light of it. I'm being honest. Believe when it's a hurricane. Be <laughs> yeah. Be believe women. 
I think, yes. um, especially after that Rolling Stone article came out this year and suddenly people had something that they could point to where they could say, like, but women lie about this a lot. I would say um, the percentage of women that underreport being sexually assaulted so massively outweighs the women that are lying about it that you can probably just trust somebody who has built up her courage enough to talk to you about this. And this part of the show is not a joke. This is speaking directly to the audience of men and women, because women, this affects us too. We also do not believe each other. So um, this is a terrible lesson to have to learn. It's not worth anything that happened to these women. But I think we could just take that lesson away. 45 women, one dude, until actual testimony was released wherein he said yes absolutely I did this we were still like there's no clear way to tell and I think uh, I think it's just in a one to one situation most of the time you can go ahead and believe her and that's what I'm going to leave you guys on cool the end thanks you guys I'm Cameron Esposito. I'm Rio Butcher. Have a great rest of your night. Have a good night. Keep going for the other comics you saw. Thank you guys so much. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.